Hey, thanks for pushing recording out one night. Oh, no problem. Uh, did you do something fun last night? Yeah, we went to an MLB game. Oh, um, did you see Shohei Otane strike out 13? Uh, I was in California, but no, I did not get to see that. Um, did you get to see the Cubs score 14 runs last night? No, I didn't see that either. Um, Austin Hayes of the Orioles hit for the cycle. No, we can do this all night. You're no, uh, you're not, no, because I went to watch the A's play at home. Oh, so I, I know exactly what you got to see. Yep. Empty seats. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. How are you? You know, just uh, we're doing a Talking to Todd uh, late night uh, after dark. And so uh, who knows what's going to happen here? Well, well, I know what's going to happen. We're going to go on for a while, and then the show's <laughs> going to end, and then you're going to edit it, and then it's going to get released sometime between Friday and Sunday. But other than that, who knows what's going to happen? Well, and in an odd twist, this time it's later for you than it is for me, and that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, that's this is, this is something new. This is, <laughs> well, it's something new when i'm in the undisclosed location we did that for five for five oh, weeks before but that's true i'm indoors now so this is pretty cool <laughs> uh yeah so I'm, I'm i'm in california this week so i'm like uh, i referenced last week i'm on the road so uh this is gonna be uh, this is i i wanted to make sure that we got this recording done tonight because even as punchy as we might be I have to leave for the airport tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, so you're going to edit on the plane with no sleep. Oh, that should work out well. Question is, will we be able to tell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's see what we get done here. Uh, should we have should we go to follow up? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Sure. OK, so uh, what do you got? Uh, Lisa gave me two things. Uh, number one, she was listening today while out, uh, out running errands and I get a text message, uh, two text messages. One, Dwayne's I'm already there, bitch. <laughs> Good line. Second text message. What have we done to this man? <laughs> Strongly influenced by, by maybe some drag race. So anyway, yeah, cause I have opinions. Yes. Um, second item, uh, this was feedback. She waited to tell me until she got home. She said, you guys need to think about idiot of the week, not idiots, <laughs> idiot one, one each maybe, but that's it. And then move on. Okay. Now, 
I got that feedback after I'd already put some stuff in the show document, and we have seven. <laughs> or we did. So anyway, maybe we'll get and. to that segment. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll use that for some follow up and give that a try this this episode. Had. How about you? Yeah, had. 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 So, had. Yep. Now we have an idiot. How about you? Feedback? So um we got a text from toddler number one that said, um actually, thank you. Um actually the Chicago Fire already play in Soldier Field. So it was more of a correction. Yes. Yes, it yes. was. Yes. The funny thing is, when you said that, I went, boy, I could have sworn that's where they play already, but they're in the East. I watched the Western Conference. I'm like, eh, who am I to know? I mean, whatever. Uh, apparently, uh, at least somebody in your house is the one to know. So, <laughs> and it's not you. No, it's it's clearly not me. So the reason I was confused, it's it's not an excuse. It's it's an explanation, I guess, is that until 2019, the Chicago Fire played in Seat Geek Stadium. All right, I'm just to just to clear this up right now. Yes, but. They started in Soldier Field from 1998 to 2001, and then again from 2003 to 2005. So yes. I, I was still remembering 2006 when they got their own stadium, and I didn't realize that they had then paid to get out of that contract. Do you know how much the fire paid to get out of the Seat Geek Stadium contract? Uh, two, two sausages and a beer. <laughs> Hold the onions. And you would be correct if the two sausages and a beer cost you $65.5 million. I don't know. Have you been to the grocery store lately? I mean, am I right, people? Am I? Oh, sorry. That's different, different shtick. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're at Whole Foods. Anyway, yeah. all right. Whole, tip, whole, tip your waitresses. Whole paycheck? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Sarah Judson Brown had a comment. The correct term. This is, again, also an um, actually. All right. The correct term is a 10-foot barge pole. Oh. Couldn't touch it with a 10-foot. Remember, you told you said yeah. couldn't touch yeah. it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. As to reach a 10-foot high rim. A hundred years ago, they used barges in England to convey goods in the British canals. And so the barge workers would use a 10-foot pole to push the barge away from the canal. So you couldn't touch it with a 10-foot barge pole. Anyway, that's okay. that's where I that came from. Not It did not come from referees measuring the height of baskets. Wow. Okay. Highly technical correction. I'm wondering, wondering how they got the barge into TD Ameritrade Center to the the <laughs> garden to get the anyway. That's neither here nor there. That's okay. Uh, so let's see. Um, this is a piece of actually this is a f- piece of feedback from me. Okay. Underrated comment from last week. Yep. Your accord would still be faster than the Haas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> Under highly, highly underrated comment. That was fantastic. I mean, it's a little insider. Not wrong, but it's a little insider. <laughs> also, you went to Richard's Sporting Goods, I believe you said. I used the formal name. Yes. 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 And you were offered a two-pack, and I went, two-pack? Like Biggie and... Yeah, no, no. He he, he works here. He works out? Oh, okay. Hence, so the like, un- hence the undisclosed location. Ah, that's see, problematic. That, that yeah. makes sense. I'm like, you were offered a two-pack, and I went, you're yeah. offered a two-pack? Really? How'd that work out? So, so I, I had I had that little piece of feedback uh, okay. myself. Yeah, that yeah. came that came from me. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, one other, and yeah. this is a correction on a correction. I, yes, I know it this is. is. Oh, when I listened to it back, I went, "Oh, I think I know what you're doing," because I think we corrected ours. I I corrected it myself and got the correction wrong. Because uh, the first show you said it was Kenobi, I said it was like I, we watched Obi Wan. Yeah, you said, watched Obi Wan. Oh, and then no, I went back and said, that was embarrassing. We talked all about it and I got it wrong because I'm pretty sure the name of the show was Kenobi. So that was the correction. Nah. No, that's, nah. not, that's not right either. <laughs> I believe the name of the show is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Apparently. Apparently, yes. But again, I, I, I didn't correct you the first time. I didn't correct you the second time, either time. But I knew exactly what you were talking about. So, you know, whatever. We share a brain. What else you got? Do you have anything here on on um actuallys? Um yes, however, just real quick. Um if anybody else wants to write in, I mean, if you say I'm also watching Obi-Wan or I'm also watching Kenobi or I'm also watching Obi-Wan, we'll, we'll know what you're talking about. Yes. I will also say, at least in our house, if you write in to us and say I'm watching uh I'm watching that 6 episode plot hole uh, we'll also know what you're talking about. That's, <laughs> that's for another time. Anyway, um, also, this is a correction uh, from last week. Uh, this is me correcting myself, which last time I did this didn't go very well. But we were we were talking about or we were talking about the USB C ports going on the iPhone because of Europe and and maybe they won't have a port. And you said, could that make them more waterproof or whatever? And I, I was trying to sound all highfalutin, and I said, falutin, not falutin, that's different. And I said, well, I mean, if you remove it, it is the largest water egress point on the phone, which is true, but irrelevant, because what you were talking about was waterproofing, which would be water ingress. <laughs> yeah, it's a drain. Yeah. How does that help it be waterproof, Todd? <laughs> Once the water gets in, yeah, you got a big grain, but the water's already in there. So anyway, uh, water ingress, not water egress. So there you go. Jeez. Let's let's more water in, Todd. It's a bigger hole. Okay, yeah, that's what I should have done. Anyway, there you go. That's there we go. Um, boy. So those are the um actuallys, but it looks like we also have additional follow up. Uh, yes, Delta found my driver's license. Awesome. So. Have they have they returned it to you, or could they not figure out a way? Like I, we we found it, but we don't have any ability to get it to you. Do you know a good delivery service that uses airplanes? Uh, yeah, and and we need you to send us your address. And 
if you could if you could send us a, a, a if you could send us a photocopy of a photo ID with your address already on it, that would be helpful. Yes, that would be helpful so we could mail your driver's license back to you. So I'm flying on my passport this week mm. because yeah. it still hasn't arrived. Uh, and as it turns out, I could have. Uh, they informed me on Friday at 4 p.m. Central Time that they had found it. Okay, I flew to California on Monday. Yeah. I could have it next day air overnight, which only happens on weekdays. It would arrive three hours after my plane took off on Monday. Oh, that's handy. At the low, low price of $65. Or there were like three other options in between uh, that only got more expensive which I couldn't exactly figure out how, um, or slow mail. Again, mind you, next day overnight, supposed to arrive on the 20th. The slow, slow version would arrive on the 21st for $19.95. I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm out of town this week anyway. Just do it that way. Here's my credit card. Two forms of ID? No, 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 we're good. (laughs) Fine. By the way, for an extra thirty nine dollars, uh, we can upgrade your uh, we can upgrade your return mailer to Comfort Plus. <laughs> both we, both legs of that flight? No. Oh no no, just one. We yeah. put four we put four inches of breathing room around uh, around one edge of the envelope. It just comes in a bigger envelope, <laughs> so it has more room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, and. That's 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 all I got there. Do you have any follow up? Anything you needed to clean up afterwards? Nope. Nope. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Idiot of the week. We have a nomination. Okay. One idiot of the week. We give this a try. Um, oh, it's an NFL owner, but not <laughs> the one. You, but not the one you think. <laughs> We're saving a special place for him after the congressional subpoena comes out. Anyway, different NFL owner. Yes. Can we just, if I digress for just a second. Yeah. Why, why is the government oversight committee asking questions about this? Is there a federal issue? I think there are two federal issues. Number one, it is a private business that is seemingly repeatedly, repeatedly violating federal workplace standards. That's okay, a federal but, issue. But number, but, but is yeah. that a job for Congress or is it a job for the executive branch to just enforce the law that's there? What's why is Congress investigating? Are they looking at new laws that they need well, to enact? Well, second piece, the NFL has antitrust exe- antitrust exemption for <laughs> their broadcast rights and apparently a whole lot of other crap that isn't actually part of it, but they have antitrust exemption. And I think what they're trying to do also, by the way, this is the, this is the football team. This is the NFL team closest to Washington, DC, right? Yeah. Uh, I 
quite frankly believe that there are members of the House Oversight Committee who basically they're using this to tell the NFL that they got to clean their stuff up because otherwise their antitrust exemption could go away. And then the NFL doesn't get to negotiate um, their uh, $5 billion, what, it's $10 billion a year in TV rights as a league. So I, I think this is the... Um, hey, we gave you special dispensation and uh-huh. you're kind of lo- making this look bad. And so do something about this. So my my idiot of the week comes from this story. Okay. It, it may not necessarily be the person you're thinking about. My idiot of the week is the congressperson who asked Roger Goodell, well, why can't you just take the team away from him? And Roger says, um, because I don't have the authority to do that. <laughs> Never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. Oh, no, 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 no. I, here's okay. This is just boring to everybody. Um, here's, here's my assumption. They, they invited Roger Goodell and Daniel Snyder to show up to this hearing. Daniel Snyder's lawyers made all sorts of reasons why he couldn't. I'm on vacation. I'd have to do it over video. And they said, sure, cool. We can do Zoom. That's great. And then he said, oh, I can't do Zoom because my lawyers wouldn't be present. And they said, you can have your lawyers on the Zoom call and you can even have a lawyer in the room. And he's like, yeah, I just can't make it. I'm sorry or whatever. Yeah, because he's on a yacht in the south of France. But yes, go ahead. My assumption is Roger Goodell was there getting paid nearly $70 million a year to be a human meat shield against the owners. That question was, Roger, why don't you do something about this? And his answer was, I can't, which basically says, you don't need to be here because we want to talk to somebody who has some power, which is then why they're going to issue the subpoena to Dan Snyder because Roger Goodell can't do anything about it. So that's why you asked the question is to say, we invited you and the person that the NFL sent literally has no power to address any of this crap. Thank you for sending a guy that you pay $70 million a year who literally can't supposedly do anything tomorrow by before 10 a.m. Uh, there's going to be a subpoena on your yacht. Uh, by the way, that's going to be a $69.50 charge for overnight delivery. Uh, and that's due when that arrives on your yacht. That's some, that's some good analysis. Yep. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Yep. That that's fair. Sorry, but we digress from yep. your, your idiot, okay. please. Yeah. Yes. Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross. Oh yeah. He has come out forcefully and said that he believes that a recession is going to force all these remote workers back to the office. He has said employers have been somewhat hesitant because they didn't want to lose their employees. But I think when you go into a recession and people fear that they might not have a job, that will bring people back to the office. The employees will recognize as we go into a recession or as things get tighter, you have to do what it takes to keep your job and to earn a living. So he's basically threatening employees because this is going to force people back because they're going to be scared of losing their jobs and all this crap about remote work. Now, the question is, why does an NFL owner care about remote work? Do you know what Stephen Ross made all of his money in that let him afford to buy an NFL team? Did he own office buildings? 
he he does own office buildings. <laughs> he owns a lot of commercial real estate. <laughs> And in order to keep affording his NFL team, he needs all of these uppity remote workers to go back to the office so that these companies pay rent. <laughs> that is not what the nomination is for, however. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. That's just a businessman trying to do whatever. <clears throat> Here's why we get the nomination after he threatens all of these employees that they need to make a living and they're going to need to know all of this. This remote work has to end. Real quick, just to make sure that you were listening, what NFL team does Stephen Ross own? The Miami Dolphins? Do you know what city Stephen Ross lives in? Not Miami? Not Miami. He lives in New York. He is a remote worker. <laughs> For the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> oh, that's solid. Yep, that's a solid nomination right there. You win. Yep, your nomination wins over mine. Yep, you Thank win. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Drive safe, everybody. <laughs> there you go. There's our idiot. There is our idiot of the week. Uh, so what are you watching? Um, okay. So a couple things. Um, okay. This is going to sound, so I've been watching some, I've been watching the NHL Stanley cup finals, um, hockey playoffs. Good. Fine. What I will, what I will recommend to people, a sport, if you're a sports fan, the, the NHL generally actually has, when the playoffs come around, the NHL has the best. I think they have the absolute best TV um, campaigns every year during the playoffs of any uh, of of any of the major leagues. I mean, these guys they they know what they're doing. It's great. This year they have one, and I would just recommend if you're a sports fan to watch the the NHL commercial. And what they do is they've got um, they go back and they have when people win the Stanley Cup, right? They pick it up and they skate around, right? Yep. And then. And then, and then your name gets engraved. Everybody who's ever won the Stanley Cup gets engraved on it. And then the team gets it for a year. And then they take it to bars and pools and it gets damaged or whatever. But at the end of it, there's only one Stanley Cup. Everybody, there's replicas. Like in the NFL, when you win the Lombardi Trophy, you get, you get your own Lombardi Trophy, right? Right. Right. Yeah. They don't pass it around from, from winner to winner every year. Yeah. Yes. All the other sports, you get your own trophy. NHL, there's one Stanley Cup. So this commercial shows, goes back about 20 years and starts showing some of the greats in NHL skating around with the cup. But then they do a video cut and it looks like one of the great stars is handing it off to the next great star that won the cup, skates with it. And then looks like he's handing it to the next person. So you've got Crosby, right? You've got Ovechkin, right? Uh -huh. You've got these stars. And then at the end of it, so while they're doing this, they have um, Dylan's The Times, They Are a Changing. Oh. Sung by Susan Calloway. I, not, I don't know that she's super well known, but great rendition. And the, the tagline is... Your name may go on it, but it's never yours to keep. And it is fantastic as a sports commercial. 
well worth finding. Um, the other thing that we were watching, since I just promoted a commercial, um, we let's see, we finished watching Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, finished watching that, and we watched a documentary, Closed for Storm. It is about the Six Flags of New Orleans um, that was uh, hit by Katrina in 2005, and they put up on their board, closed for storm, and it never reopened, and it never got torn down. So it's been abandoned in place since August of 2005, and it talks about the history of it, what it meant. Um what happened during the storm, some employees or whatever, and then what's happened since and why it hasn't been redeveloped. And um, I'll give you one of the hints. It's on the poor side of town. Um, anyway, it's a really fascinating look at this abandoned, this abandoned, by the way, nothing's more creepy than abandoned amusement parks, right? <laughs> like it's, anyway, so closed for storm. That was, uh, uh, I, would, I would recommend that. How about okay. you? What have you been watching? Uh, on Friday afternoon, we went and saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yes. That's that's on our list to see in the theater before it flies away. Sorry. Um, and how was it? Highly recommend. It is, I in my estimation, it's a better story. It, there's actually a story. Uh, there's a better story than the original. This it's the rare sequel, in my opinion, that's better than the original. It's the right amount of fan service, flight, the the photography, the cinematography of capturing these aerial battles. Uh, uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, yep. Highly, highly recommend. We didn't even go to one of the super avid 4HD super sound things. And we, do, we were just in a regular theater and our seats were shaking from the sound <laughs> effects. It was great. So nobody, you don't need to pay for D-Box on this one because nope. they take care of it themselves. Yes, that's right. Uh, and we also started watching, okay, so two things actually. So we finished Gaslit. Okay. Which is the Martha Mitchell story about Watergate. Hmm. Okay. So if you like Watergate, there's some things I, this is not um, a Watergate person that I ever particularly follow, but it's the wife of John Mitchell and how um, she was basically, she was gaslit through this thing and told that what she believed was just uh, what she believed was totally wrong. And she was absolutely right. Um, and there's also, so there's two sections of this movie. There's the Martha Mitchell section and there's the, the descent into madness of G Gordon Liddy as though he wasn't already mad to begin with. But so there's, there's really these two stories that are part of it. Um, and I could give a rip about the G Gordon Liddy stuff, but the stuff about Martha Mitchell, I thought was very, very interesting. So that's my take there. That's on Hulu. And then the third thing that we're watching that we've started watching, and it's it's another one of these week by week sort of things, is called The Offer. Is that on Paramount Plus? Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, and it is the story 
of how The Godfather, the movie, was made. And it is great. It is gripping. It is very interesting with all of these colorful characters um, and how movies got made in the 70s. Really, really good. Uh, And, oh, shoot. She was in Ted Lasso, Juno Temple. Yep. Okay. Is in it. Yep. So little Ted Lasso reference there, which we always love on this podcast. So cool. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the promos for that. And the part it's like, according to at least the promos, the mob may not have wanted a movie made about the mob <laughs> that may have made it difficult to make the movie about the mob because the mob had thoughts. <laughs> they, Oh yes. Yes. Yep. That's the, yep. That, that pretty much sums it up. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Very, very interesting. So did you learn anything this week? Okay, I did. You either have a good time or you have good content. <laughs> um, so I've been playing, there's a new app that is, there's a new game that's available on iOS, Android, and I think it's on Steam, so you can play it on your computer. I don't know why. You, it's similar. If you liked Wordle, there's a new game out. Okay. I mean, it's not a cl- it's not this. So there's this game. It's called um, it's called Not Words, K N O T W R D S, and it's made by uh, it's made by Zach Gage, who has done a whole bunch of other. He does a lot of iOS games, and he takes he does a weird take on games. So like he does something called Bad Chess, which teaches you to play chess, but by doing it incorrectly. As you get better basically part of it that makes it bad is as you get better the ai ramps up but it ramps up like eventually if you get good enough like your opponent has 11 queens <laughs> oh it's called, the Ru- it's called the rupaul level anyway so um nobody goes home um anyway <laughs> so so what not words is is it's described as think of like a, a crossword puzzle mm-hmm. with no clues so <laughs> It's like a crossword puzzle layout, and instead it divides up the sections. Like, like if there's like a row of like five blocks, the first three blocks might have a little dot around it, and it tells you the three letters that go in those three blocks, but it doesn't tell you the order. And then the next two, it gives you here's the two that go into that, and everything down cross, it all has to make words. So. You go in there and you just start and you're like, okay, this is kind of complicated or whatever. And you start, you fill out one word and you're like, okay, I think that's what it is. And you go through. And so you don't have to know anything. You just have to know words, right? So I've been playing the daily mini puzzle, which is fairly small. And sometimes you're like, I don't know, this is, I guess this just has to go in. And then once you solve the puzzle, it does this really cool thing. You can, you can tap on a word and get the, you can get the dictionary, um, the definition of it in case you solve it and you're like, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, it had to fit. It's solved. It said that was a word, but I don't know what it is. And I had one of those last weekend and I solved it. And I'm like, God, I don't soon up soon up. I don't. what kind of word is soon up. <laughs> so I clicked on the definition and it's the time the sun rises. Sun up, <laughs> you moron. 
<laughs> so that's why in a rundown I said I'm not familiar with that word. Soon up. <laughs> so that's what I learned. It's, re- it's really important where you break that word up. It it sounds like a cross between Sudoku. Mm, yeah. Okay. Think about it that way. Yeah. Maybe and, a little bit. And jumble. Yes. And in a crossword puzzle. And in a crossword sense. puzzle. So because, it's like this perfect yeah. storm of. Yeah. 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 I, it's, Interesting. Yeah. It's, and it's it, interesting and it helps you learn learn new words that you've never known before. Like Sunup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Is that can you use that in a sentence? Anyway, what did you learn? <laughs> so um I went to your first A's game. Yes, I got a I got a button that says DJ on it, and it's got the date of my first A's game. That may uh, also be your last A's game I'll button, s- but <laughs> But but there was a first, so you know, uh, and we bought ten dollar tickets out in the upper deck of the outfield just to get inside the stadium. I'd never been before. I, you know, I I like to see as many major league ballparks as I can. It's one I'd never been to. So this was my first A's game, and and so we we went to our seats, and then we got drinks and we wandered and then we just got up and we just started wandering around the stadium and um out in the far left field corner was an information kiosk with an old guy sitting there and so we started talking to john the a's information guy and he's telling us about you know the history of the stadium and you know we built this and al davis got this section built because he wanted to bring that the Raiders back from LA. So it used to be open. This used to be all bleachers. And then the Raiders moved to LA and then he conned the city and the County into building what they call Mount Davis out in center field, which is all these suites and all this stuff uh, in order to, instead of you build it, I'll pay for it and I'll bring the Raiders back. And then he didn't pay for it, but they built it. And he was, a, that's how you, that's how you know you're working with Al Davis. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he was a crook and I won't say anything more about that, but I <laughs> is what is what John, the information guy at the stadium said, he was a wealth of information. And then he also told him, I'm like, there's lots of empty seats. Can we pretty much just sit wherever we want? He's like, yeah, you know, as long as you don't go sit, like directly behind home plate. As long as there's not an usher there, you can pretty much just walk down and, and nope, nobody's really going to say anything. Um, I'm not really supposed to tell you that, but you know, what's the difference? So, so we just kind of wander around and wander around and, Oh, here's an aisle. So we walk down and we sat in the 10th row behind home plate for about four innings in front of us were th- four Mariners fans, a little girl, mom, dad, older brother. And they get up, walk out to go get something to eat. 
and then come back and sit down again in front of us. About 30 seconds later, here comes the usher. Jump, 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 jump. You folks have your tickets? Was he talking to us? No, he was not. <laughs> he was talking to the Mariners fans. Because you were sitting there. You hadn't gone anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so we were fine. So what I learned was, as long as you don't leave your seats, you're golden. <laughs> That music is Happy Boy. It's by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking and the number two, no G, no space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515 also CPA. That's 515 257 6272. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks, as always, to our listeners and our sponsors. And you can send us your feedback at feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? So the uh, the Oakland Coliseum that you were at, uh, get ready, to get ready, Dwayne. It's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. And we're going to play this multiple times. Oh, okay. What do you suppose the capacity is for baseball with the tarps covering the upper decks? So what would you think capacity is? Uh, let's say 32,000. Ooh, 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 way under. 46,847. With the tarps covered. With the tarps on. Okay. With the tarps on. If you take the tarps off, they can hold, hold 56,700 people. 56,782 maximum capacity for baseball. According to MLB's official box score, what was the paid attendance last night in a stadium that can seat 57,000 people? This is the official this is the official paid attendance, not actual attending, the official paid attendance. Well, when I sent you the picture of the stadium when I walked through, yes. your comment I believe was there may be more people being paid to be there than paid to be there. And I'm uh-huh. not sure you were wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Dwayne, uh, America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Let's say, um, and remember, and remember, by the way, teams lie and they make this really high because this is like, this includes all season tickets. This includes all the free tickets they've given away. This includes, this is them putting their best foot forward as to what attendance paid attendance was, even if you didn't show up. So they're rounding way up. 12,548. 5,414. <laughs> oh my God. Is the number they published. That's that's their best possible number. That's the best number they can fake to get to to justify in a stadium that seats 57,000 people. And I was, and, and my group was three of them. And I'm thinking, you know who has a really crappy job? The usher. Can I see your tickets? What are you going to do about it? Never mind. <laughs> Thank you for paying. We're just glad you're here. Can I get you a beer? 
would you like me to move these Mariner fans for you? You know, I can't see. Would you sit down? Get make the make the guy in the Griffey shirt sit down. Would you? Would you oh. like to pitch the eighth? Oh my word! Oh, that was fantastic. We we will do what we can to clean that up next week. Meanwhile, we've been talking to Todd. With with that few people in the stadium, you didn't say anything stupid like, hey, that guy looks much shorter in person. Oh, hey, Ian. No, nothing, nothing like that happened. My wife wasn't with me on this trip. <laughs>